we knew we had to win this game to clinch and uh, yeah if you can win against the last place team in the whole season two times it's uh, yeah it's yeah I don't have word for that uh, if we yeah we we need to convert those wins in, in uh, those ties into wins as soon as possible because we only have one game left and in in Los Angeles and uh, yeah we we have to prepare um, as good as possible and hopefully we'll get a, a good result that was Martin Paz, FC Dallas's goalkeeper and potentially the uh, MVP for the season at this point. I mean, for just the way he has kept his team in games and important matches. Uh, talking about the disappointing result at home, another draw at home for FC Dallas. Yeah, they're unbeaten in like eight games, but there's been a lot of draws in there. And against the, the bottom team of the MLS Western Conference, Colorado Rapids, not, uh, especially with the playoffs on the line, not the greatest look uh, for FC Dallas last weekend. Welcome, everybody, to Afterburn Soccer. We're excited that you're joining us. You're tr- trickle in here or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform. We are excited to welcome you. I'm Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. And, um, of course, with me, uh, our mainstay, Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona on on the X device, the Twitter device, whatever. Uh, up, excited everybody? to welcome you. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, we're going to get right into this disappointing draw. Of course, not much other news to get to. We can touch a little bit on um, North Texas later on if we feel like we have the time, but not a lot of news there. It's basically, hey, it comes down to this: one more match in the season. FC Dallas travels to Los Angeles Galaxy. Win and they're in. Uh, don't win, and well, it depends on other things going on. So, uh, right. but let's just get started with this Rapids game. Of course, let's put some context. The Rapids are without a head coach. A lot of people are impressing and trying to to stick around with that team. And you have an interim coach who's probably trying to 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 dress up his resume as well. Uh, so you had that that those circumstances. And Colorado loved nothing more to come in and get a, a point on the road uh, as they close out. They look to close out their season. You, you forgot but, to add that they're Dallas's bogey team. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and so sure enough, I mean Colorado. I, I mean I don't think they played poorly at all. I mean they, uh, but there was large stretches of the game where they were just happy to defend and then maybe look for a counter. But to get that goal early, and it was just this unlucky bounce, scrappy off the crossbar, and then just some FC Dallas players not tracking back and not doing what they need to do. It just, uh, uh, just a disappointment. Just another disappointment uh, for this team. It's not unlucky when it keeps happening over and over and over again. San Jose, you're allowed a goal right off the bat. Okay, they didn't allow a goal right off the bat against Colorado, but still, inside of 25 minutes, you're down 1-0. And I'm sorry, but with both those matches, as soon as the other team scored first, you knew it was going to be a draw because you knew Colorado was going to basically sit back, defend their Dallas to break them down, and and – Here's the thing. We have a misconception that, that Dallas can't break down that low block. They can break it down, 
but they can only break it down once. Asking them to score two goals against that kind of defense, it's not going to happen. And, and it doesn't happen. But they're good enough for a goal. And uh, I'm sorry, as soon as, as soon as Colorado scored, I was like, we all knew. You knew. I knew. Everyone knew it was going to be a draw. Because Colorado was going to sit back. And you, Dallas, wasn't going to commit too much because they don't want to get caught on the counter. And so, there you go. 1-1. Murder, she wrote, as they say. Well, I, we did see... Well, here, And here's the goal in question, which... Yeah, I think you make a good point there. That, and, and we saw this with North Texas throughout the season, FC Dallas' sort of minor league team in essence, that a, a lot of talent, a game plan, a tactical setup that, that's pretty solid, um, but, but an ability just to give up goals in key moments that really are just, just dig yourself a hole that you have to struggle to get out of. To give up a goal like this against Colorado, who have been one of the worst teams in Major League Soccer this season, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a hole. It's a hole the team has to has to figure their way out of. Now, granted, here we are. We're seeing an Island Velasco um, for those watching video version of this with a with a beautiful free kick um, and just a great moment for him being named one of the top under twenty two players in the, the top U twenty two player in Major League Soccer. A deserving moment uh, for him as he scores a Galazzo there to top, level things up. So you you had a sense of energy there, um, but the team wasn't able to get that ball to the next, get the ball again in the back of the net. You know it, and you knew Colorado was going to come out in the halftime and just and just play that low block and just bottle things up and make life miserable for Dallas. Um, so nice moment for Velasco. To, to make this better than a, a loss, but yeah, it's it's disappointing that you had a whole second half and the team couldn't find the creativity or the spark to get the next goal. Well, here's the problem with that goal too. You're playing Colorado, who, despite everything that you know, fighting for a job, this and that, not not having a manager, a team like that, you want to make them fold. You want to score. And you want to make them basically self-implode. And by allowing them to score first, it has the opposite effect. It reinvigorates them. It says it gives them a, hey, we have a chance. Where if Dallas had scored first, it, it, it probably becomes an easy win. As the time ticks, Colorado eventually just gives up. So it just painful to, to that that the team keeps making these mistakes and i tell you it was doubly painful for me because i actually watched this match with not one but two colorado rapids fans and let me tell you they were not very nice and they were bringing up the past you know like mls cup and stuff like that it was a tough match to watch <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we saw there Jesus had a, a ball go off uh, the crossbar. I mean, Dallas had chances. They had opportunities to get the ball into dangerous spots, but just weren't able to, um, you know, find that, that, that next pass. I mean, 
it, it was frustrating. There was a point where even the fans at home were booing the effort, were booing the terrible crosses. Uh, it, it wasn't a great moment for it to be an FC Dallas <laughs> fan. You know, you know, FC short. You know, your your the guy that's getting all the crosses is Obreon, and and then Jesus is playing deeper and 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 not in the box where he should be. And my goodness, yeah, it was tough, tough to watch. But again, solid defensive team, good enough to score a goal. If they can ever figure out how to stop that, giving up a dumb goal. A game, right. this team would be practically unbeatable. <laughs> Instead, I mean, yeah, I, I, they one nothing themselves. win would have been fine Saturday night. It would have gotten the job done, you know. And mm. uh, you brought it up, so I want to say congratulations to Alan Velasco, the third FC Dallas player in a row to win, to clean the top spot uh, on the MLS 22 under 22 with, of course, Pepe three years ago, Jesus last year, and now Velasco. And here's the thing is, is you have to ask, is there a fourth guy on this team that can pull that off? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, the answer is yes. There are, There is a player on this team that could potentially make it four years in a row, but not a guarantee. Things have to go his way. And I am talking about Mr. Kamungo, who's, who's, who basically has elevated his game to a point where, at this rate, there's no reason why he shouldn't be competing for a starting job next year. Not because he's a you know, MLS starter-level player, but because of the players in front of him. And, and I think that's your guy for next year. I'm not saying he's going to win it. But I think I've seen him and he also got um, Giovanni Jesus. He gets healthy. I believe he also qualifies for that. So they got two guys that I think could make a run at it with uh, Kamango being the most likely of, of the two sure. because of where he plays and the, his pension for coming up big. So congratulations to uh, Alan. And like I said, uh, we may have another contender next year. We may. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think those are the two candidates that, that do um, jump to mind. As we think about that possibility, of course, Bernard Camungo, congratulations to him. He got called up with the uh, Olympics uh, team, getting some and minutes had a, there. Had an assist. Yeah, and had an assist, his first assist in the U.S. Uh, jersey. So that's really exciting for him um, as a player. Carl Sante got also called up to the Haitian men's national team again. You had sort of this this interesting pocket on the weekend because Jesus did not get called up to uh, U.S. men's national team, which was kind of a benefit for, for him and for the squad. But unfortunately, they were not able, as we said, to capitalize it's a, on it. It's a benefit for the squad. And also, you have to say that his play hasn't warranted a call-up. You know, ever since he came back, from that previous call-up, he's he's had that that USMNT hangover that most FC Dallas players get. Um, so I don't, you know, well, we thought he may get called up. I don't think anyone was surprised that he did not get called up because sure. his play hasn't really warranted it. Sure, I I think we can 
we can agree on that. He's had some nice assists and things, but that's one of the tactical wrinkles where folks are wondering about. So here are a couple of things that I've just been reading from um, you know, Twitter land and everything. One, this idea that maybe this team is just boring. Maybe, maybe, and, and th- maybe there is. Uh, um, oh boy, here we go. They are, they are, they are boring this year. So, <laughs> yeah, we lost one. We, lo- we lost to. The, well, we drew. He's not but, wrong. But he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. We didn't. Um, but he's talking about the loss earlier this year. Yeah, which is true. They did actually lose to the Rapids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the worst teams in the league, you played them twice and you got one point to show for it. That's, yeah, that can't happen. At least you, you got to have at least one win, right? At home, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's, and the team is, the team is boring. It's, it's playing, it's playing not to lose. And, and it's not, I mean, they've shown signs of wanting to win late in the game, but I think, I, the last te- time I can think of where this team came out and looked like it wanted to come out and win from the get-go was the RSL game. The RSL game, first half, even though even though they, they allowed a goal <laughs> again, they were actually, that was against the run of play. You know, Dallas was aggressive from the get-go. And, 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 and from whistle to whistle, they were the better attacking team. We haven't seen that since. We've seen it in spurts and usually at the end of the game when, when you know, the team's trying to put, get all three points. But we haven't seen that for an entire match since RSL. Mm-hmm. The, the only match they've won, actually, this whole, this whole all these drives matches that they've had. Which was a, which was a big result for them. But a yeah, huge result. And, and likely, when they make the playoffs, that's the match that's going to actually uh, have decided it, in all honesty. They don't get that win against RSL. We're not even talking about playoffs right now. Right, right, right. We're, yeah, we're on the outside looking in. I mean, we're, we're going to have time in the long, you know, in the coming weeks, depending on what how things unfold, to do some sort of post-mortems on this team and what went wrong. And we know that the injury glut over the summer just really – hurt the team as well as international call-ups and things in the middle yeah in the middle, in the middle of, the, of the season you know, really... a couple of those results you you turn around you you eke out a a draw and this team wouldn't be as desperate as they are right now but um you know that that's for some perspective but every team's going to deal with that i guess and you still got to find a way to win and especially when you are healthy and you have a chance to win multiple games at home to close out your season and you can't uh, you know, uh, but are they desperate or are they actually playing the way they've been set up to play? I mean, I'm sure the players want to win, but they're they're still trying to stay within the system that's in front of them, and and that system calls for killing the game and winning it late. Except because they keep allowing that early goal, it's more like you know, kill the game and draw it late instead of, instead of win it late. But let's face it. Um, it's a draw coming against the Galaxy. I mean, mm. um, right now, and, and I wish I would have seen this earlier, but your top four teams in the West when it comes to draws, if you look at all the teams with all the draws in the Western Conference, the top three are, the top four actually, because FC Dallas is tied atop 
happened to be the three teams that FC Dallas played to finish the season. San Jose with 13, and then Colorado and the Galaxy tied behind them at 12. So while we're all upset about the draws, at the end of the day, Dallas, who leads the West with the most draws, has played the other top three teams in the West that know how to get draws. Uh, so we'll win next time we play the Rapids. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, here's, yes, we'll here's Garrett Melser of FC Dallas' is, uh, his breakdown today. We'll have a little a little uh, a Q article coming out in the morning about this. But obviously you win. And at the very least, Dallas will qualify as the seventh or eighth seed. Um, and um, uh, in those scenarios, and I, so I think I think that's pretty much your 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 standard there. Now, Dallas can still advance if they tie, if they have a draw out of L.A. and Portland loses to Houston, which I don't know, it could happen, <laughs> I guess, or San Jose lose or, or tie with Austin or Kansas City and Minnesota tie each other. And so that last result is the one I think that could be because both Kansas City and Minnesota need three points. So they're, yes. neither team is going to settle for a draw. They're going to push everything they can to try to to equalize, to, to put themselves in position to grab a playoff spot. So one of them has to win if they're going to advance. So, the, uh, But... Here's, also, FC Dallas loses, and San Jose loses to Austin, and Kansas City and Minnesota tie, um, or or Kansas City Minnesota tie. That Dallas can still make it in, um, even with a loss. So some interesting well, scenarios there, right? Well, I expect, and we should all expect, FC Dallas to get a draw against the Galaxy next match. I mean, that's the let's face it, that's the very likely scenario. Uh, I do want to say that. Unlike all these other teams that FC Dallas has played, you know, San Jose, um, well, Columbus, Atlanta, all these teams that they've been getting draws against, the Galaxy have a very porous defense. It's their offense that's been keeping them in the game. We're talking their draws aren't of the Dallas 0-0-1-1 type variety. They're the uh, 3-3-2-2 type variety. So goals are going to be there for FC Dallas to score. So where usually FC Dallas allows one goal and is playing for the draw the rest of the match, that may not be the case against against the Galaxy. You can't allow a goal against the Galaxy, and their defense is not good enough to keep you out of um, from scoring. So there will be a chance to get three points against these guys. The question is, the question is, will Dallas go for it, or will they be happy to get walk out of there with a draw? And we'll know by the way by how they're playing. We'll know, you know, if Nico goes out there, his team comes out there, and tries to kill the game right off the bat. You're like, okay, they're playing for the draw. They're playing for the draw, or and, and to win it late, which is what they do. And you know, they're not about to change their stripes. Like I said, we can all hope that they remember what they did against RSL and bottle that up and, and unleash it. And I would prefer they come out aggressive and give up a goal than come out to kill the game and give up a goal. 
You know, that's that's the difference. Is I don't have a problem with them allowing a goal if they themselves were the aggressor and got caught on the counterattack. As opposed to saying, man, we were playing safe, we're trying to kill the game, and we still allowed a goal, which is what's, ha- what's happened in a lot of the recent games. So I would say, hey, if you're going to allow a goal in the first half like you almost always do, go out there. Go out there, try, you know, be aggressive. Say, hey, you know, we're probably going to allow a goal. Let's go out there and get on top of this, get our rhythm, put up more than one goal in this match, and give ourselves a shot to actually walk out of there with a W. Good stuff. It, yeah, I think we'll learn. We'll learn right away. And of course, I'm planning to be at the since I'm based in Southern California now. I will be hopefully at the Galaxy match uh, at the stadium, covering the team firsthand, and <laughs> we'll be able to kind of post some things on Twitter, maybe how they're looking as uh, as as game time gets underway. There, uh, I question will be: Will Kamungo be back? I think he will be. I'm not sure how Olympics camp how much uh, long it lasts. I, I think he'll be back, but. I don't think you can expect him to start. I think he's a, you know, it would be nice to have him on the bench. You know, he does bring that super sub quality that this team, frankly, lacks when he's not around. You know, of the players that can come off the bench and and make something out of nothing, he's the guy you want. So I hope he's back and and sitting on the bench. I'd feel a lot better. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. I, I'm hearing you and I'm feeling you about this idea that this this game looks like a draw. And typically that's what you would take any day of the week in this league on the road. We'll see a lot. We'll learn a lot about this team, about their conversations, their tactical lineup this week, and in, in how they come out of the gates and approach this game. Are they going to go and not leave any doubt or are they – going to manage the game and hope that you know they get that late winner that they just uh the other things go their way and they just manage the result you know i i think we'll see them come out for the win and and because galaxy have will have some some idea that they want to finish the season with the win the galaxy are likely going to attack and possess and that may open some doors for dallas to have a little more success yeah, and we're on pace to play who uh, either LAFC or or Seattle. If, let's say FC Dallas gets in as the seventh seed, mm-hmm. or or otherwise, if you get in the playing game, then you're looking at St. Louis. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't think any of those teams want to play FC Dallas. I mean, at the end of the day, they haven't lost a game in regular time since was it before the uh, League's Cup? I believe. No, no, I mean, because they lost to um, they lost to St. Louis in St. Louis. Well, well, I meant to say without without the help of a red card. I mean, you you take away the red card. Let's face it, even even with the red card, they still outplayed St. Louis. Um, but yeah, you're right, St. Louis. But you take away the red card. Other than other than that game, they haven't actually lost to anybody in regular time uh, since before the League Cup, which is not the kind of opponent you want to face in the first round. You know. Sure. I think so. that's that's the positive take with the way the defense has been playing. But 
but we also want to see the offense get going. Um, it's going to be a short playoff experience, and that's that. You know, would would you be upset if FC Dallas gets in the playoffs and draws their way all the way to the freaking title game? Well, no, I mean I would take it, but um, I, I would take it. I, I think I think my you confidence win, you would win. not be high, right? No, absolutely. I mean, no, the, the team is the way the team's playing. I'm not saying confidence, but I'm just saying with the with the way they play. If I mean, I think I think they'll make the playoffs, but let's say if because there's a chance that they won't. If they make the playoffs, let's face it: the, whoever beats them is going to have to beat them on PKs. You know, it's going right. to be, it's going to be Dallas is going to grind. And once you go to PKs, is anybody, you know, it's it's anybody's chance, and you've got as good a chance as they do to advance. So the formula is there for this team to grind their way deep in, into the playoffs. Which, by the way, if you look at some of the, the MLS Cup uh, finals, you know, thinking Seattle, Toronto, for example, there are teams that have pretty much just parked the bus and said, hey, we're going to PKs and we're going sure, to win that way. Sure. And they've done that and nobody's held it against them, even though they've played that way all the way to the title game. You know, So I'm just saying there is precedent for teams basically grinding their way to a title with a not so very sexy attack. So well, that'll be all right. It'll be fun. Well, I'm, this, being, I'm being overly optimistic. Of course. Yeah, you're being, but, but Hey, Wait. I mean, it's, it's a game at a time and, and it's a game at a time. Um, and in some ways Dallas is built. If they can get into the playoffs, then there'll be, be a very tough out against uh, most any team they face. Um, so, and and we can even look at how they played against some of the the toughest opponents, even in the East. Um, they played them well, whether the Crew mm-hmm. or the Union. So, we've got um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Well, on the other side of things, uh, th- quiet on the North Texas soccer front. I, I have uh, posted an article today on Afterburn Soccer. I sort of added my thoughts to the roster decisions with the big name Hope Aveyevu. We've already talked about it. Whether he's going to be around. He's going to get an opportunity with the senior team. In the meanwhile, North Texas did have a new signing. Victor Darube, I believe is his name, a Brazilian-American goalkeeper, which Kid is a nice, yeah, yeah. nice addition. 6'4". Six, 6'4". Um, four. Six, four. He is he's also 17. What, like 17? Yeah, he's young, so he's, he's not, you know, I mean, depending on how the roster develops, he could be the number one for North Texas, or he could end up being just a – a development prospect for the next couple well, I of think, years. Well, he thinks it's a development prospect, but I think if you're going to sign players who are for, you know, you're signing players from a, from a foreign academy, the fact that he's American and not in, won't take up an, an international roster spot, that's a plus. Plus he's 17, which means he'll be 18 next year, which means he'll be able to play with the uh, U19s if he's not playing for, for uh, North Texas. And let's not forget, we've got that uh, new U, uh, is it UPSL squad mm-hmm. that's coming up. A perfect kind of signing for, for North Texas. Uh, a player that, that has upside, is still young, and, uh, you know, he, he's, like I said, 6'4". That's a good size for a, for a, for a, for a goalkeeper. So, and, and let's face it, he's going to be a backup. Uh, so... 
you're not you're, there's, you don't lose anything in taking a gamble with this kid because you've got Carrera and then hopefully they sign you know who Mr. Eystone so uh, if that happens like I said it, it, it's it's a win-win and by the way um, in the speaking of the Olympics wasn't Schulte their starter the, the goalkeeper. Remember, he was basically the uh, he was a draft pick for FC Dallas, and then went and played for Columbus Crew too. And and he, I'm fairly sure he's the same player that got called up to the Olympics team now. Uh, it, it, and I know a lot of us were like, you know, was it Columbus Crew or Minnesota? It might be Minnesota. I don't know. Um, I'm getting confused, but I'm fairly sure he's the kid that we drafted and, and then released. And then people were like, oh, why'd you let him go? But, I mean, FC Dallas has a surplus of goalkeepers, is the truth, in all honesty. Am I getting myself confused there? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Truth. I'm looking up the... Um... I realized I didn't even take a hard look at the uh, training camp. Let's see. Schulte, Patrick Schulte. Um, yeah. Name he is was, not he was a draft pick. I'm fairly sure. Well, he wasn't a high draft pick. Interesting. American soccer player. Oh, he Patrick was selected Schulte. by the crew, number 12th overall. So you may be getting your wires crossed there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I am getting getting crossed. Um, as I look at the full scan. I'm getting no. I think I'm getting confused with somebody else. See, there you go. That's what happens. But Tanner Tesman's the other FC Dallas uh, player in the mix there. Yeah. Um, Johan Gomez. I think I'm getting confused with the kid. I think the kid that we drafted actually ended up with Minnesota United, and I think that's where I'm getting crossed. Hmm. So. And Brian Reynolds there. There you go. With, okay, well, that's interesting. That was a heavy FC Dallas contingent at the at at the Olympic, and and then there was the Pan Am Games also was going on. I believe there was two two more FC Dallas guys there. So, yeah, man. It's... Right, right, right. Um, uh, yeah, uh, another was it Urzua or I'm okay, well. Good stuff. Uh, so FC also has their fingerprints out there, and there's some young players that are coming along for this team. But, hey. Playing for well, other teams. Not, not it all comes down to Saturday. Um, it should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, let me see. What, when is kickoff for this? Because everything's coming at the same time. Uh, this is going to be one of those things where you can't. It's 6 o'clock. Uh, actually, that's, I think, let me make sure. Is that my time or is that? Is that uh, Central Standard Time? We'll find out here in just a second. Yeah, it looks like it's my time, 6 to 9, so 8 o'clock. Um, wow, it's going to be interesting. It's just going to be a big weekend, and we'll see if FC Dallas is up for it, if they're ready to turn the page and go into the playoffs with at least some some good energy and, and, and an ability to score some multiple goals would be nice, but... Got to get the win one way or another. I'm predicting a draw, so I'm not. I'm playing it safe, but like I said, it's how they get the draw. I I want a team that goes out there, 
playing for the win. And if they play for the win and have to settle for a draw, I would be okay with that. But to see them go out there and basically play to try to make it 0-0, that, that's going to be hard to watch if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Well, Jose, thank you for your time tonight. We'll keep it there. We'll keep it short and sweet tonight. And appreciate everybody watching. Um, Marcin, thank you for your comments. And, of course, you can like and subscribe. Follow us at afterburn.soccer and find this podcast. The audio version will go up tomorrow wherever it is that you find audio podcasts. Good night, everybody. Good night.